on Triple M Mining HQ. I believe surf's up at Yelling Up. We've got Noel on Coffee with Samso on the phone. Is that right, Noel? There's some surf out there. Oh uh, yeah, there's surfs out there, but I'm not out there with the surf. <laughs> you're, you're chilling, and your dog Samso, which is what it's all about. Coffee with Samso, the Labradoodle. Hey, look, today's topic—it's an interesting one. And I, I, Noel, I've noticed you've been doing some uranium coffee with Samso stories lately. Is is there a shift in the market towards a uranium story? Look, Chris, you know, this is a very contentious topic where, you know, there are sectors of the community who are totally against, you know, the just dimension of nuclear energy. You know, the very fact that in Australia there's a ban on uranium mining speaks volumes. There are only two states of uranium that is, is non-territory in South Australia, which, you know, have the sort of possibility and um down the road potential of mining. I mean, Boss Energies is about to restart uh, Honeymoon Well, you know. So what is interesting is that we have one of the best and enriched uranium mines in Australia with, you know, Olympic Dam, and that's in South Australia. But we we, we speak so lightly about, you know, the, the coming of uranium or the coming of nuclear energy. So, look, I don't know if there is a shift in the market, but what I do know is that the word uranium and nuclear energy seem to be spoken more casually today. Uh, in some ways, it feels like these words are not uh, a dirty word anymore. Um, look, there are a lot of information out there now and uh, more and more nations embracing the restart and restarting their nuclear programs. So, mate, on that note, do you think there's a shift away from re- renewable sources like energy, wind, solar and hydro? Look, I don't think that there is a shift in the thinking. I think there is a global realisation that these sources of energy are not going to cut it in the long run. Uh, they are not going to power cities economically. Um, you can make it power cities. Um, I think that there should be more conversations conversations on the social and environmental impacts on having massive solar and wind farms. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, then you can also talk about hydropower issues, you know, damming rivers that, you know, other nations may require because there's not too many rivers that I know of that start and end in the same um, country, right? And don't forget, you know, my, my thoughts are about the cost of these projects. At the moment, we are embracing the whole renewable energy concept, but we are not really discussing the costs as this is, a, as you know, compared to something like nuclear energy. There is a, a project currently that I know of in the Northern Territory that's in discussions that's going to harness solar energy and cable it to Singapore. But the cost is in billions, multiples, multiples of billions, but... You know, and, and also you lose the energy along the way because you could have transmitted all the way to Singapore, which, you know, would speak greatly about the efficiency of a project like this. So basically the cost of making this project work is, you know, and and then this project's to be clean of carbon cre- credits, you know. So irrespective of the cost, we do it. So I think that's that's the discussion that I feel is lacking out there. What about the the problems? Are there problems for renewable renewable energy? Look, Australia is the land of milk and honey, right? Uh, we have an unlimited amount of natural resources, and we have space to do these kind of projects, solar farms. What about the other parts of the world, like Europe, Asia, and Americas? You know, we 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 all have rivers that start and then unfortunately, we don't have too many of these flowing at fast rate and big volumes. Well, there's no abundant space to have these solar projects, right, in those countries that I've, I've, you know, or continents I've, I've just mentioned. In my opinion, you know, wind is not going to power cities. Hydropower is not easy, and this is a 
re- the requirements, there's a natural phenomenon for you to have that river or river system. Not all river systems start and end in the same country, as we mentioned. You know, look, look, at the end of the day, you know, when we look and we tell everybody that you should do this and that, you know, we have a land that's milk and honey. What's the alternative here? Uh, look, you know, it's it's uranium is nuclear energy, as I mentioned. You know, there is a global move towards nuclear energy, and it may surprise many people that countries such as Nigeria have been mining um, uranium for 50 years. You know, with the geopolitical issues that we see around, um, these kind of things will become more and more important. Simon Mitchell, who's the managing director of a new um, IPO called Office Minerals, mentioned that China is going to produce hundreds of reactors. Um, and this is confirmed, right? This is not high in the sky. And he lists numerous countries like Germany, France, and Japan as ones that are restarting their nuclear program. So, look, with this in mind, I feel that investors should start looking at this sector, not to be overshadowed by lithium and rare earths, um, dancing girls on the table. But, you know, this is the, uh, you know, energy revolution, you want to call it. So, what about companies? Can you name some companies we should be looking out for? Look, as always, as always, you know, what I say is not financial advice, but here are a few names that people can do some research on, put it on their watch list. Um, Deep Yellow Limited, uh, ASX code is DYL. Uh, Peninsula Energy Limited, uh, ASX code is PEN. Laden Energy Limited, uh, ASX code is PDN. Boss Energy Limited, uh, ASX is BOS. Uh, this is the one I can never pronounce from it. NG, ENRG Elements Limited, uh, ASX Coast EEL. Um, Benjamin Energy Limited, um, BAN is the ASX Coast. Look, all these guys are uh, at different stages of the production line or expiration, going to production. Um, Deep Yellow has just, you know, taken over Vimy Resources. Look, they're all gearing up for this. Um, so I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people should look at these stocks, um, do the research and um, have a good thing because, you know, we're moving from hydrocarbons to nuclear. Well, I'm saying that we're moving from hydrocarbons to nuclear. Um, so it is a big energy sector shift. Well, we will see what will happen in 2023, which is just around the corner. And uh, on that note, Noel, we're going to have a look with our next chat before we uh, break for the year. Which ASX companies should we have a watch list for for 2023 and why? Uh, they can come from any commodities and they can be exploring anywhere in the world with the criteria being based in WA. Do you have one in mind? Oh, mate, I've um, got one and a few in mind. I've been actually about to do a Stanso Insight on uh, Outlook for 2023. So, yeah, we'll be looking forward to that. I think we'll have a, a great discussion. And it gives me a bit of time to show up my um, my list or list. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, I'll let you get your feet back in the sand. And uh, thanks for being on Mining HQ. All right. Thank you. For the very latest mining news in WA, stream the Mining HQ podcast. Available now on the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R.